Welcome back to Dateline. <laughs> Our topic tonight, can you judge a snack with whiskey? Uh, Diana, your response. I'm drinking the whiskey jungle juice right now, and I'm wondering if it's going to affect my decision, my, 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 my judging on the snack. Bro. I've got Gary from uh, Cleveland. Gary from Cleveland, what are your thoughts? Yeah, Larry, you, you can't you can't judge snacks on whiskey. You just can't do it. It doesn't work. You gotta need you need a clean palate. Clean your palate, Diana. Uh, sorry, Gary, we're losing you. We're losing you, Diana. Your you thoughts on Gary's call? He must be a socialist. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, we we need to talk to producer Chris. Producer Chris, uh, no more socialists on the line. You've got a screen for all. Socialists, uh, we're going to be right back after this uh, with uh, more uh, Dateline uh, slash Larry King Live. I'm doing multiple personalities at once. And uh, Ooh, if that's we do right. Larry King Live, can we get the light bright behind us? <laughs> that, ha- that has to be uh, one the of most the I- best backgrounds. <laughs> it's like really. the most iconic news backgrounds of all time. Really, though? Larry King's light bright of the world. Come on. And look, look, look at what it actually did. Like, I, I kind of admire it for its ambiguity, right? Like, there was nothing geopolitical about it. It was literally yeah. just shapes. Shapes in light. That's it. But wasn't it in the world? No, no, no it was the world. But <laughs> I'm saying, say, oh my God, I'm it saying, wasn't? I'm saying, in Larry's world, listen, Diana, in Larry's world, there are no borders. There's just, there's just pinpoints of light. And ties. Pinpoints of light and darkness and the light beating out the darkness. And the darkness is the ocean because the ocean is a terrifying place and you need to stay out of the ocean. Nobody goes swimming at the beach. That is where fucking dinosaurs live. Um, anyway, uh, if you can't tell from this very colorful open, you are in the crayon box and you are with some OG dull ass nubs. That's right. I'm your loyal dullard, uh, Gabriel Zuger along with uh, the the original box of the box. And still the only female and guest still on the show. Only. That's, that's not true. That's not true. MOP, mother of the pod, oh, has been on the right. show now. She has. She has. She, she, has. she has dethroned you. I'm the only you. one that's been here more than once. <laughs> she has dethroned you from that position. She but did. you did. are the OG box, uh, OG, dazzling Diana. Oh, I, I'm from the OG crayon box. However, I've not done a snack bracket yet. That's right. And you are here specifically for the purpose of doing your own personal snack bracket quadrant tonight. It's quite an honor. It's It's really exciting. So just to give folks at home a sense of how this is going to break down, uh, in a minute, uh, I'm going to discuss some of the uh, some of the elements of the bracket and and how it's going to take place. Uh, then we will go through round one here in uh, what's going to be known as the Oreo Quadrant. Uh, <laughs> then uh, Dazzling Diana is going to give us a, uh, a D report. Uh, she's yeah. going to bring that strong, hard D. Yeah. Uh, she's going to go stroke for stroke. And then we will she bring wants you. The D. She then wants we will the bring D. you the, the final winner that, that will be uh, coming out of this quadrant and going to the final four, which again, I have to remind audience members at home, you and you alone will get to decide 
who comes out of the final four and goes to the finals and then who comes out of the finals themselves so you get it all you get the quarter uh you get the semifinals you get the finals you get to choose your own winner so you want to be paying attention right uh, right we, we will come back to you with rules and with uh the first round right after uh this brief update from el paso texas el paso texas where donald trump jr gave an emboldened impassioned speech diana did you see this i did i did and i had quickly forgotten about it because i was so appalled and then when you pulled it up again i'm like oh this, so this yeah. was at this was at a border wall rally mind you this was february 16th so this was before this was over the weekend Past weekend, I yes, but I want to say that it was just about before the uh, the signing of the current uh, the current congressional budget, right? Yeah, I, I was in Disneyland when this all happened, <laughs> so like I did not pay attention. My my feeling my feeling for the context of this is this was right before uh, it was decided there would be no wall that that there would be no five billion, there would be no eight billion, there would be no fifty right. billion or whatever the president Nothing. was asking for. There would be uh, like one billion for border security, not for a wall. Um, but so this was this was Don Jr. trying to get out there and 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 make it make it rain for Papa. And he, he kind of went off the rails, it seemed, because this, this whole thing was supposed his to be about a, how he makes his face and stuff, though. So whole thing was supposed to be about a wall, and yet he started attacking teachers and socialists. He uh, began saying. Um, Bring it to your schools. He wanted. He urged young conservatives to bring it to your schools, uh, because you don't have to be indoctrinated by these loser teachers that are trying to sell you on socialism from birth. And then he said something. It doesn't say here in the article, but then he said something to the effect of like, "You can think for yourselves." And and Diana, your immediate reaction when we watched the video of this was. Is he a complete idiot? Has he ever had a single thought in his head? Well, actually, my immediate reaction was like, ew, when did he get that beard? <laughs> so, I mean, if you want immediate reaction, that was, it was that. Okay, and worse. And the other immediate reaction was like, ew, he looks like his dad. And then it was just a major eye roll for me. It is. It's such an eye roll. I mean, it's so sad because look, if eye there's, roll emoji. Look, if there's if there's one thing that we can appreciate about the Donald, um, and and I hope that we still get to appreciate this, but I, I don't know that we can anymore. Um, it's that he is just such a messy bitch, and he really can get in the mud and throw it around with the best of them, um, and and pull it off. Right. And just sound sound like he's taking somebody down. Right. Yeah, when yeah, he yeah. says loser, it loser. actually it actually carries something to it. It's not one of his better lines, but like it actually means something. When Don Jr. said loser, I just thought about him. I didn't right, think right. about anybody that he was actually yeah, trying to attack. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I just thought, aren't you the loser? Like you're who I think of as a loser. Not yeah. all those teachers that are like out doing it for themselves. It's you who's shilling for daddy. You're not even at the real Donald Trump. Right. You're, <laughs> you're the other Donald Trump. You're, exactly. Exactly. You're honestly just holding the purse strings while while daddy's at work. You know, then then he comes back and he's going to take, you know, the, the play set uh, Elmo uh 
toy uh, telephone from you and uh, remind you that you're not actually taking real conference calls. He's making calls to Russia. You you just get to call Cookie Monster. That's it. Elmo phone. Like it, it couldn't have been a Mickey Mouse phone. It couldn't. I don't know why. You know I, the, I, I had to go Muppets on it. I had to go classic Muppets on it. Um, but I just. I, I also it's so funny because I remember reading articles that that talk about the indoctrination of public schools. They come out of uh, the Atlantic. They come out of Breitbart there. Mm-hmm. They all use the words indoctrinate at, about schools. And and, you know, this attack on socialism right now, it, it's just so funny to me. Public school inherently is a socialist endeavor. That's right. it. Like the fact that there is a public school is socialist. He's such a. I just, I just can't believe that "Make America Great" hats are like still in fashion for some people. Like, oh my god! Like that's so 2016. Yeah, I mean, we're we are we're living back in McCarthyism. We're living back in the Red Scare, and, and they're all wearing red hats. And they're funny. all and they're all wearing red hats. Yeah, but so their funny. their red hats might as well be their uh, little little brown shirts. I mean, you know, all yeah. these all these neo Nazis. Um, Whatever. Let's just eat Oreos. Listen, we're <laughs> I wanted I wanted to I wanted to start off with something a little fun, but it wound up not being as fun as I wanted it to be. So oh, sorry. Back to the actual fun, which <laughs> is that we are here for a very special cause. That's right. This is the second annual March Madness. Big ass fucking dance snack bracket. And Diana has had the opportunity to choose her own snack quadrant. Now, what we're going to do today, folks, it is was no contest for me. We are going to go through four snacks. That's right. We have whittled down the entire field. Last year's field, I believe, was a full 32. You're just doing the whole cookie quadrant in one one situation. Correct. Last year's field was a whole 32 snacks. We have whittled this field down to 16 snacks. That's it. 16 snacks to decide the champion of 2018. We don't need to mess around. We're going to know what's good. Exactly. Exactly. And and also, we want we really want to be able to share the full, rich experience of each of these with the the audience at home, rather Definitely. than rather yeah. than getting bogged down in the numbers and you know all these mindless play-in games. That yeah, you I'm have. not good at math. So exactly. let's just get it out. Yeah. So we're we're doing this back to old school. There's no there's no scouting rubric here. Uh, there's no grading. We're not on Olympic scale like we were last year. This is just straight man man to man defense, head up. And uh, so we're starting off with the Oreo quadrant. The, Diana will be the only one to eat from the Oreo quadrant, and she has in front of her our two matchups. So they're gonna face off. And then we're gonna Should bring we just you the t- D talk report. Talk about one of the matchups first. Well, then we're gonna bring the D. Re- you're gonna you're gonna intro the matchups. Then we're gonna bring the D report, and then we're gonna finish it off with a head to head. Okay. To take us to the final four. All so, right. Diana, tell us about the matchups, please. The limited edition. I'm gonna read the package. I I'm a fucking sucker for limited, limited edition. edition. As soon as I saw this, I had. This to is have made it. by the Nabisco Company. The limited edition Oreo. The most stuff, most period, cream, period, ever, period. Now, is it creme? It's cream, but it's spelled C-R-E-M. Well, they spell stuff wrong, too, because stuff only... They spell stuff wrong, it's right. It's, it's funny. It's the most stuff, but if it was the most stuff, it should have two Fs, not one F, but whatever. 
Well, so this is the limited edition Oreo, the most stuff, most cream ever Oreos. I'm calling this thing the mega stuff because that's what it is. Like well, you so, gotta see these things. <clears throat> like I thought it was a mistake how much cream. So we was, had as we as we all know we had original stuff, then we had double stuff. Double stuff is obviously the favorite in in the entire country. Everybody loves double stuff more than any other Oreo. Sure, sure. for sure. Uh, and now this is the this is the trifecta. This is the most stuff. Yeah. And we're clearly never going to come back from this. Uh, so going up against the most stuff is what Diana is uh, not limited edition, but actually there is a disclaimer at the top. It says always made with real cocoa. That's right because the the cookies of Oreo are supposed to be always made with cocoa. The disclaimer is not always yeah, there, but they are supposed there, to be. But it is on this one, yeah. and uh, this says new, always made with real cocoa, dark chocolate flavor cream Oreo. So this is an all so it's chocolate on chocolate. This is chocolate on chocolate. This is an all black Oreo. This is the Darth Vader of uh, of Oreos. And it's funny. It's a very um, out of all the Oreo packages. This one has the largest photo of an Oreo. I think I think that's the classic photo. I think, the, and I think mm. they're highlighting the cream aspect of yes. it. I, I really love like it. They sort of like move it's, the top layer away I'm to show you more yeah. of the dark chocolate. I'm glad you pointed that out. It's 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 very aesthetically pleasing. It's it's it's, it's definitely the most. It's the classiest of the packages. Yeah, I think. So tell us about the other matchup too, oh, and then and then we'll go back to the first one for the actual. Okay, tasting. so the second matchup. So that's that's round one. Round two is going to. Well, be, this is still round one. It's just in a separate. This, it's just a separate game. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry <laughs> to confuse the audience. I'm having okay. to explain sports so ball second, to somebody. The second sports ball. I'm I'm really good at sports ball. Um, all the sports. So the second matchup is the carrot cake, carrot cake flavored cookie with cream cheese, frosting flavored cream, artificially flavored. I want to point out that artificially flavored has to be mentioned twice. Twice. Um, so this is a definitely a carrot cake looking color. What I am disappointed about from the appearance, it would have been nice if in the cream there was a little orange flex. I completely agree. I mean, even though I know it's cream, you're you're already listen, uh, Diana. I gotta stop you. I have to cut you off. I'm cutting your mic because you're already judging when you're you're supposed to be Vanna Whiting right now. You're supposed to simply be revealing what we're going to be judging. Okay, I'm sorry. You're, you're I've moving, never done this. You're moving before. too quickly. I know it's your I've first. Never... <laughs> I know it's your first day at the bracket, but uh, some decorum, please. I'm not invited back in 2020. <laughs> Okay, so the next one. So um, this is our final have, we Oreo. Have, we have we we didn't want to put the limited editions together because we didn't think that was fair. So the next one in this batch is the limited edition love, comma Oreo. So like like it's like a lo love letter, love Oreo. It's like it's like the what what was that movie? Uh, love Paris. Love or, actually. Uh, no 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 no. But there was there was. <laughs> There was a uh, uh, Paris Jetem. Oh, okay. So love, comma Oreo limited edition, sweet and tangy flavor cream, artificially flavored, and then also uh, to entice the the audience, see back for stickers for fun cookie designs. Oh my god, I didn't even realize there were fucking stickers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
Z-Back for stickers. Oh, so there's stickers on the package. Oh, on the package, And yeah. there's cookie designs. The, the cookie doesn't just say Oreo like it does with all classic Oreos. So you can pull these stickers off. Let's stick together. Oreo stickers adhere best to smooth, flat surfaces like notebooks and laptops. Sweet. All right, so uh, so thank you, Diana, for introing all... I'm sorry that I judged no, when you, I should you, have been there's obje- no Listen, objective. there are no apologies. There are no apologies okay. in the box. Um, but uh, so now we are going to take our, our first bites. Um, as always, um, we will we will be discussing each on their own merits and then uh, and then uh, battling them out against each other um, with uh, notes from Wife of the Pod, Pauline, okay. coming in handy uh, both to give context, but also as a deciding tiebreaker uh, should we find that in we case have that problem arises. irreconcilable differences. <laughs> um, so we're going to go back. We're going to go back to the, the first matchup of the most stuff against dark chocolate Oreo. So Diana, Diana, please take your most cheers. stuff Cheers. Should now. we cheers yes, our Yes, we're touching Oreos. Okay. When you bite, the cream just like oozes out like a s'more, which is a nice like visual feeling. Very oozy. Obviously much more oozy than other creams have been in the past. It's going to take you longer to eat than a regular Oreo. And and without getting too far ahead of myself, you want to eat one black and white cookie, right? When you're yeah. eating a black and white, you eat one black and white cookie. Okay. You want to eat like one biscotti. Yeah. Okay. You want to eat multiple Oreos. Absolutely. You might even eat a whole sleeve of Oreos. Sure. I can't see eating more than two of these in one sitting. It's just, it's it's too much cream. The ratio's off. That's it. It's absolutely 110% Because I only have the, the cream taste in my mouth. Without the chocolate cookie flavor, it's almost like you're wasting the calories of the chocolate cookie. Oh, I I asked myself, I asked myself, uh, British Great British Bake Off style, is it worth the calories? Yeah. Just just like put him on that. I, I don't know. Because you know it's it going to be more than the other one. It's definitely going to be more. I mean, I'm not going to look, but I I know it has to be. Uh, the notes from uh, wife of the pod, Pauline, Please. on this one, uh, mega stuff. The her cookie came completely detached from the cream. And she was flabbergasted, uh, just fell mm. right off. Mm-hmm. And then she uh, responded, it's too much. It's just too much. And that's it. You you nailed it. It's okay. just too much cream for that amount of cookie. The balance Stop is off. Looking so now good the most on, on to dark most chocolate. Co- okay. Cheers. Cheers. You know, just mm. biting in this, um, it's nice to be reminded of what a normal size feels like. Yeah, but. The mouthfeel is very good to me. I, I even notice a little bit more texture in the cream, which I'm enjoying. Cause the, the the most stuff, it was a very Crisco kind not, of cream. I'm just gonna fly outside. I did not like that at all. Oh, tell me why? It wasn't like I don't know. I just didn't like it. The dark chocolate was weird tasting. No, that's a no for me. Oh shit! It's a no dog. Oh my god! She just went all all fucking. No. All journey on us not, there. I will not eat another one of those. Oh my god, that is a very strong reaction. So I for, would go for the most stuff over that. Oh shit! If I had to pick, if you were like, you have to eat a second. Well, that's gonna be really interesting because Pauline said I like it. 
I can't completely tell whether it tastes just like a normal Oreo or whether it's actually any dark chocolate taste. Exactly. But I like it. No. I agree with her on that, but not in the night that I don't like. I don't. But I, then you don't like it. Yeah. Is it, is it, uh, is it the misleading aspect it's for the, you? It's like, were you wanting, were you wanting more taste out of it? More I think flavor? I wanted, like bitter dark chocolate instead of sweet. I hear you all the way. I hear you all the way. I hear no. you all the way. And it wasn't creamy enough. I don't know. No. That's okay. a no. That's a, that's a no. Okay, it's a no for her. So we're gonna move on to the next matchup, and then we're going to give the uh, decision on both of these going into the D report. So okay. uh, your next your next cookie, please. Um, I'm gonna wash it. I'm gonna. We're gonna do carrot cake first. Carrot cake. Yes, Just we're gonna so go like away from chocolate. chocolate yeah. So this is again, once again, I have to describe. This is a carrot cake flavored cookie with a. Uh, a cream cheese filling. You can really smell the carrot cakeness. Definitely, definitely get the come, smell. Come yeah. Okay. I'm getting a lot of Christmas from this. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I you know what I get? I get um Teddy Grahams. Mm. Tastes just like a cinnamon Teddy Graham. I'm getting Teddy with Grahams. a little bit of Dunkaroo mixed in there. It's like Teddy Grahams meets Dunkaroo meets Christmas. Yeah. I get the Christmas. I do. I do feel you on the Christmas. It's there. Um, All right. I I think you made a wise choice going from the chocolate, the dark chocolate, to something so light. And I, I got to say, I'm pleasantly surprised. Um, with most of their cookies with a light cookie, you get the most awful uh, filling flavor yeah. because they feel like they have to overcompensate because of like. The nullified cookie, and on this one, the it really is a cream cheese filling. Yeah. I really give it to them on that. I'm wondering if they would have put that with the with the regular filling, if it would have changed the flavor at all. Probably. I agree. Yeah, it would have. I I don't know that You're I could have eaten that. Getting a lot of gram in there, like a lot of gram. Very grammy, very simple gram. And 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 to your point earlier, and this is when this point would come up perfectly. Um, I wish there were something more in the frosting, right? Like you said, you mentioned orange flex, right? Which I would take. I would even take a little bit of of just for aesthetics. It doesn't even have just to for aesthetics. But I I would take they a little bit of carrot like, flavor in there. I don't know sure. how you do that, but like I don't I would, know how you get carrot in there. But know. I would take a little bit of that because because the thing about carrot cake too is that there are chunks of carrot in carrot cake. So like I'm not saying obviously right. you can't have chunks of I'm not carrot in there. That from no, my I'm not expecting from chunks. Nabisco, but but yeah. I'm but I'm saying like but but your point I think is to have just a completely neutral cream without like anything in it just feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah. So I don't know. Because it looks like the cream you would normally would have. So like for example, this next one is a pink cream. You don't need anything in it because it's pink. But this is already a white cream and it's a special edition flavor. It needs something else in the cream that's just not white. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So love Oreo. Love Oreo. This, I gotta say, this smells like some weird grandma perfume right off the nose. So let's find out. Oh. I do not know how I feel about this. Um, I feel like I'm eating Bed Bath & Beyond soap. 
This might be the worst tasting thing I've ever eaten. That's really bad. I. No. I really find that appalling. Um, it's so on the on the on the on the box it says tangy. What, oh, what? I gotta wash this down with the double stuff. <laughs> with Most mega stuff. stuff. It, it says oh tangy and sweet. And by the way, all no. I get is tangy, and it's fucking all vile. It's like um, like like orange oil. Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. It's like essence of orange. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like they put uh, vile. zest. Zest. They yeah. Put, it's like they put orange zest. That yeah. was the cream would taste tasted like a orange rind. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm gonna read Pauline's carrot cake uh, review and also her love Oreo of carrot cake. She wrote, "It tastes just like fall flavors. If you told me it was pumpkin spice, I'd believe you. Mm. So in that way, it's disappointing that it's obviously not carrot cake. So again, Diana, you and Pauline, exactly the same taste buds. Uh, well, I was more Christmas. Of the love, you did. Of the love Oreo, she was already off put by the smell of the bag. The smell <laughs> yeah. of the cookie is yeah. strong. It's it's strong. You it's it's weird. There's no distinct in. flavor, which is bizarre, and it's kind of citrusy, which I don't want in my Oreos. Um, I think, and I'm really upset about this, Diana, because I I think there was a missed opportunity. Because obviously, I don't associate tang or citrus with uh, Valentine's Day. Do no. you? No. No. Okay. What do you associate with Valentine's Day? Strawberry. Sure. Uh, chocolate. Sure. How um, about how about candies? Is there a candy that you associate oh, with Valentine's of course. Day? Like uh, conversation hearts. Oh, conversation hearts! I would have loved to have seen a conversation heart uh, frosting, like or even if you shape, flavored it like a fucking Necco wafer, or shape the Oreo like a heart, or shape the Oreo like a heart, and put a message and on put it. a message on it like conversation hearts. I wonder why they didn't do conversation and then put strawberry, hearts. Strawberry cream in the middle. I wonder if it's because. Um, America's favorite Valentine's Day candy is unavailable this year. This coming from CNBC, written on January 23rd, uh, 2019. America's favorite candy won't be available this year for Valentine's Day. Sweethearts, the conversation heart candy, is missing from shelves this Valentine's season after its original producer went out of business. Its original producer being Neko. Neko. Even though consumers might think chocolate when it comes to buying for Valentine's gifts for loved ones, CandyStore.com reported that Conversation Hearts were the most popular candy for the holiday in 2018, a.k.a. every fucking year since Valentine's Day has existed, or Conversation Hearts. <laughs> the popularity of the candy didn't keep its original producer, New England Confectionery Company, also known as Neko, from going out of business in Holy July. Crap. It stands for New England. Wait, what? Yeah, how cornball is that? New England Confectionery Company. I did not that is know the most. I thought there was a guy named Mister Neko. That's what I thought. Which also means there's no the the O doesn't stand for anything. It's Co. It's New Co. England right. Andy Co. <laughs> Neko. Uh, Round Hill Investments. I'm okay with that. Though. Wait, now listen. Round Hill Investments bought Neko in an auction bid uh, 
but so uh, but sold its Necco wafer brand and Sweethearts to Spangler Candy Company several months later. Spangler is best known for Dum Dum Lollipops. Okay. So now, so now we've got a perfect. I feel like they can save it. Yeah, obviously it. they can save it. But I think the problem came in they they weren't manufacturing yet. If, so yeah, there are a lot of manufacturing they, they challenges. They need some time. This is a quote now. There are a lot of manufacturing challenges and unanswered questions at this point, and we want to make sure these brands meet consumer expectations when they re-enter the market. Okay. Spangler chairman and CEO Kirk Vashaw said in a statement announcing the acquisition. The company is planning to relaunch Sweethearts in time for next year's okay. Valentine's season. Necco Wafers will be reintroduced sometime this year. Necco Wafers, which I hope they rebrand because obviously if Necco doesn't exist anymore and we didn't even know what it stood for in the first place, it would be stupid to keep calling them that. Necco. But um, but they're Necco Wafers. There's nothing else to be called to call them. There's nothing else to call them, but also you could name them something new because the only people right now that have bought Necco Wafers in the past 15 years are all octogenarians um, who still buy them from like news kiosks that you and, know also don't exist anymore. And Mark. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know about all that. I don't know Shout about reintroducing Necco wafers. Just call them. Call them something new. Um, call them. Call them dinosaur eggs. I don't sea fucking town know. And Western beef. Uh, Fine fare. You blah, want me blah, to blah. keep on going? I got nothing else. Uh, but just to say that. If you missed out on if you if you missed your sweethearts, yeah, they were missing this they're year. They're gone. I guess they I wasn't even looking. Well, listen, you you also wouldn't miss them because if you were doing your your Valentine's Day shopping at CVS or Rite Aid or Dwayne Reed or uh, whatever the others are, I haven't stepped foot or in Walgreens a in a while. Then I'm sure they still had conversation hearts from 2017 that they've just been putting out on the shelves since then. Brock's also makes conversation hearts and they're terrible. Oh, that's, I didn't realize there was even competition in the conversation hearts. I made the mistake of buying Brock's conversation hearts. Yeah. And I'm like, ew, what the hell? Like, why do these taste weird? That's awful. And I realized they weren't Neko. Ugh, that's awful. I mean, listen, Conversation Hearts are a bad enough candy. They have a lot of their own they problems. They make your teeth feel furry. They're chalky. Their breath, you make your breath They're terrible. chalky. They're, they're somehow hard enough to break a crown, but soft enough to not give you, like, any satisfaction when you crunch through them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. They're chewy and hard at the same time. Yeah, how do they it's a weird do that? oxymoron. Uh, so crazy. Uh, they they taste almost like nothing, but like sweet nothing. Right, sweet nothing. Anyway, all like of this is to say. <laughs> <laughs> all of this is to say that love Oreos are disgusting. And I'm going to be honest. I was disappointed. Disqualified in all of from the round oh, altogether. Completely disqualified. So we're we're going to give the win to carrot cake Oreo uh, up that against the limited edition. Love Oreo. Now, going back to the original matchup of the most stuff against dark chocolate, Diana, your thoughts? The most stuff. Sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. None of these were my favorite over original Oreo. However, I am going to go with the most stuff. Diana, the is most going... stuff. Best. Oh, I'm sorry. Most cream ever. Diana is going with the most stuff. I am going with the dark chocolate Oreo As having, is been, having been made sick by the most stuff. 
and Pauline, who uh, did rank it above the most stuff, is also going with dark chocolate. So that means that going into the finals of this quadrant will be the dark chocolate, chocolate Oreo. Oreo. You better seal this up good so they don't get stale for the final. Up against the carrot cake Oreo. So after this break, we will come back to you with a D report and uh, the, and the final. final outcome of this snack bracket. More on the other side. You've been busy. What's the D with D? Actually, um, I follow a lot of uh, Disney tattoo Instagrams. Sure. Where people post their Disney tattoos, but it's basically some guy tattooed is like, she likes the D, which, you know, is pretty funny. That is good. And then someone else, I also follow a, um, a Facebook, it's a private Facebook group, but anyone can join if they get approved. It's called Disney Cringe Posting. Mm-hmm. And it's like people's like, horrible uh like you know like cake wrecks of like mickey mouse of their kid's birthday and like stuff like that but this was so good i'm gonna share it with you someone found a like i guess it's like some some girl's tinder thing it says camille 27 and this was her this was her profile description get you a girl who you can take to disney world and she gets all excited for the magic but also gags on your cock and her Minnie Mouse ears back at the resort. Oh my God. That is some wild ass Craigslist style posting right there. But that was like on Tinder. I understand. Oh my God, it's amazing. Anyway, so, okay, so <laughs> that's that's my intro. That is a strong intro. Um, Not going to lie. Uh you want to be listen you want to be a mini out on the street but you want to be like a betty boop in the bed i get it betty boop i get it mini in it makes mini in the streets i'm trying to think of like who's the sluttiest disney character character. (laughs) Uh, there's gotta be one who's getting around or or who's just even like dark and dirty mini in the streets but a Cruella Deville, Ursula, in the Ursula. <laughs> you know she's had, she knows she's been around. She's got a lot of tentacles. Oh, Ursula! Listen, Ursula, thick. Ursula, Ursula's getting it from somewhere. Well, here's here's the here's the thing. Um, you know they want to do a live action Little Mermaid as they do live action everything. Jesus, that's like a let scary me tell prospect. You, let me tell Is you, James how, Cameron directing it. No, it's going to be made on the same set as Life of Pi. Let me tell you how not excited I am about Tim Burton's Dumbo. Bleh! Yeah. No. 
No, Tim, thank you. Listen, I, thank it's, you. Next. It has long been the position of this show and myself uh, as a diehard Tim Burton fan uh, that Tim Burton needs to go away. Tim Burton it's needs over. to crawl back. It's like Wes Anderson. It's he over. He needs to crawl back into the coffin in the crypt that he, you know, lives in with, with Helen, with, with, with Helen Bonham uh, Carter, and, and Edward Scissorhands, and Johnny and Depp, just, and just go to sleep forever because your creative experience was done as of like 1998. You're yeah, done. You're done. Yeah. You're done. You have no more stories to tell. You screwed up all the Alice in Wonderland you movies. fucked it all it's up, guy. Stop Willy ruining Wonka. your legend. Stop ruining your legend. It's over. Yeah. You, Tyler Perry movies, all of it. Just yeah. go. <laughs> so anyway, they want to do a live action Little Mermaid. But one of the really famous uh, heavy queens from Drag Race, Ginger Minj, okay. who's like a really, really, really good singer and, act- and actress all around. She's trying to get Disney to convince them that she should be Ursula in the live action. It's fantastic. Great. Let's have a drag queen. Like, well, well, Ursula is being of most- drag. Speaking of drag queens, it's either her or it's Harvey Firestein. That's the only way I'm going with this. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, you, you'd have to have Harvey do it. Ursula is the most beloved, like Disney character by drag queens. Hands down. You can't, you, you will go anywhere in New York city and if a queen is going to do a Disney thing, she is going to sing Poor Unfortunate Souls. If she's a big girl, she's going to sing Poor Unfortunate Souls. Right. It is going to happen. I've seen it done a million times, and right. it never disappoints. Anyway, so uh, the last time we spoke, I think I was in Disneyland Paris in November. Okay. I was there January 1st, the first day of the year. I flew from Mexico. Me and my husband were in Mexico City. I actually... Worked for five days and didn't step one foot in a Disney park as a guest in five days. That's mm. how busy I was. Yeah. Um, but which is fine. You really honestly don't want to go there New Year during New Year's anyway. It's so crowded. Really? That's that's busy time? You know what's funny? You are now the third person to like mention this to me. Yes. Disney World during Christmas and New Year's is bananas. During Christmas, I get, but but during New Year's, but I feel like... the kids are off from school, so they just stay there the whole week. Yeah, I get that. It's bananas. But most of them are back, like, the second or the third. I'm just I'm just sort of surprised. Yeah, but then they're also... But a lot of them are there till like, the fifth or okay. sixth. Yeah. It definitely dies down by the third or fourth. I like to go to Disneyland in California. It's the Mecca. Um, I like to go there once a year. I went President's Weekend. I actually met. Sorry, are the are the footprints that Walt made in Walt Disney World uh, bronzed like the footprints that Jesus walked during the Passion? He, like, did they map out exactly what he was able to touch? Are no. there? You brought up Mecca. Are there places where people bow and maybe pray <laughs> to, get a carpet to out? the God Walt on high? Uh, and just, having another most just stuff, to, uh, by the way. Just to feel like they're in his presence again. Uh, Are there videos of Walt that play anywhere in, in any of the parks? Mm-hmm. Okay. There's an exhibit. Just checking. There's an exhibit in Hollywood Studios. It was called One Man's Dream. I don't know if it's called that anymore. And you can see... Um, oh, is this the one where the animatronic Abe Lincoln is still yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we went to that together. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I like that one. I like taking people there because I think they really get an understanding of like where this It's a museum. It's a museum within a theme park, which I like. Little museum. Yeah, yeah, it's a tiny museum. It takes you like 10 minutes. Oh, it's nothing. But the real, you know, I I don't know if you know this, um, the Disney family in San Francisco in the Bay Area with a view of Golden Gate Bridge has a museum called, it's called the Walt Disney Family Museum. Family Museum. Okay. It is not sponsored by the Walt Disney Company. It is sponsored completely by the Disney family. Right. And it follows, it is the most comprehensive educational ever get about the life of Walt Disney. It is a whole building. It's a whole entire museum. It's like four floors. It has full models of Disneyland. It has animatronic tiki, original animatronic tiki birds. Like, oh, that's cool stuff. It's so cool. I went there. You can easily, if you're a Disney fan, you I would I would pre- be prepared to be there for four hours. Okay, well I'm not. So uh, it it sounds all of his it Oscars, sounds better, but it does sound videos, better pictures than of his, it was an like, Instagram museum. It was like, so I'll it was still like be the there for two hours. We went to for four floors. Gotcha, gotcha. You were fine with just that. Anyway, I'm gonna move you. I'm gonna move you on to to your next uh, your next so, topic here. So I went to Disneyland. Yeah. I just love Disneyland because it was where, like, it's where it all began. But it's really funny because you could see where all the problems are. Right. it's the original design. Right. And it's, you can't, it's so, it's in the small lot in Anaheim and you can't expand out or do anything. Right. It's very crowded. It bottlenecks. Yeah. It, it dead ends everywhere. Right. Where all the other parks, like, flow into each other. Right. But it's the original, so... You know. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I'm 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 really I'm I'm glad you put it as the mecca because it 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 is so interesting that it's this thing that, um, I mean they can get new they can get new rides in Disneyland just like other parks. Yeah, they're, right. They're like the rides. Star Wars. Yeah, they're the rides. Star Wars the thing. rides change. The the parks change. They but, basically just get but, rid of parking lots. Right, but at and the build parking. But at the same time, like you're saying, there are also just sort of these like geographic uh, uh, difficulties and obstacles that will just never be overcome right. that they're just always gonna butt heads with yeah and that like yeah that they learn from in other ones so it's just it's 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 kind of the OG and you kind of just have to like take it take right. it for the shit bag that it is on some right. level and it's and it's people loved it of oh, course so so that was really fun I went with actually three blue school friends right that i that all live in la or california somewhere in california now that's awesome so we went a couple of years ago i took them and then we went it was so much fun oh plug 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 yeah so now we're I, i'm really ex- if, if you if you don't mind i'd like to intro this just because sure. I'm, I'm super excited about this because i i had the the fortunate experience of uh being on your instagram and and seeing this story unfold that uh that you are you, you've you've blossomed you know it's like uh it's like watching a butterfly come out of its cocoon uh, from from its chrysalis. chrysalis uh from from being a total podcast virgin here on the dull crayons just a short year ago and now you're already on a second podcast. No, but I had my own podcast in 2006. Oh, you had your own podcast. That's right. You had but your pirate. It, you had your pirate radio. But podcast, my virginity we grew. My virginity grew back because <laughs> it's been so long. You were you were like Madonna. You were you were you were touched again for the very first yes, time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a virgin. Um, and so interesting story. I 
love listening to Disney podcasts. It makes me feel like I'm still, for lack of a better cheesy term, like still part of the magic. And I just love, you know, like listening to Disney news and updates. And I don't know. I also just don't like living in silence. So if my husband's not home, I need something playing, whether it's music or a podcast. And it's like these people just... I've, I've been at home for a week without my wife, who is not on break right now. And I have spent almost every waking minute just watching old Riff Tracks episodes. Oh, so good. Just literally listening to Mike, uh, uh, I, uh, Mike Nelson. Oh, God. I, now I'm going to fuck up the other names. Tom... Uh, Tom Servo. I almost called him Tom Servo. <laughs> Tom Servo and Crow T Robot uh, talk uh, at me about bad movies that so I don't even good. care about what while I'm like washing the dishes. I, it has been the most enjoyable break I've ever had. But continue, yes. So I love listening. So like, so sometimes you fall down. You know, like when you listen to a podcast and it's like there's suggestions or you fall down rabbit holes of like other podcasts. So I saw one called the Dysfunctional Podcast. Right. D-I-S uh, or D-I-Z. I said the Dysfunctional Podcast. And so it was basically like from what I gathered when I was listening to it, these two gay boys that were either roommates or boyfriends <laughs> that clearly worked for Disney but like weren't telling me. But I could I, I could sniff a cast member 3,000 miles away right. over my uh, over a podcast they just talked about Disney and they like were very real about it. They like they were kind of shady, but like but you knew they loved it so much. So I started like listening to all their random episodes and I was just I'm like, "Oh my god, are these guys like my friends? Like they sound like they're my friends." So I was in Epcot in October and I was going into going to the turnstiles at, at the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, and I hear these two voices in front of me. Shut the fuck up. And I was like, they sounded so familiar. And I said to them, are you guys Adam and RJ from the Dysfunctional Shut Podcast? Shut the fuck and like, up. Oh, my God. And then, then like, one of them. I By the way, was, uh, an occurrence that happens to me all the time as I'm just walking the streets of Manhattan, people constantly come up to me and say, are you the loyal dullard Gabriel Zuger? And I say, yes. Of course. And if you'd like no me to... No pictures, please. If you'd like me to sign your cleavage, I will happily do so with my tongue. I have a tongue. Sharpie in my back uh, pocket. It's no problem. So they freaked out because they clearly have never been recognized before. And then RJ goes, I told you people listen to the show. Anyway, they had a... Uh, he had a button. Like, I guess they made... They had buttons made. And then he took the button off his hat and gave it to me. And then we took a picture in front of Spaceship Earth. That's the giant golf ball for all you peasants who yes. don't know anything. And um, and they were spaceship like... Spaceship Earth, a, a spaceship we are soon to be abandoning, a la the <laughs> WALL-E episode. Um, oh, as sure, soon, yeah. As soon as uh, this Green New Deal falls apart because Republicans are idiots and uh, we're going to die in a flaming hellscape. So <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. So let's get inside Spaceship Earth because it's the only thing that's going to save us. I mean, really, Walt, Walt was thinking his, 10 steps ahead. It's the history of communication over time. <laughs> um, so anyway, so they like asked me a couple questions. They're like, oh, are you local? I said, no, and I explained, like, that I work for Disney, but I live in New York. They're like, oh, my God, New York City. Oh, my God, we love New York. Da-da-da. They're like, this is so fascinating. Anyway, we took a picture. I tagged them. 
we talked and uh, we came to an agreement that I should come on the show one day. So when I was in Disney World in January, again, I have only met these people one time in the park. We took a picture. Right. So in other words, they, they... literally gave me their address. Right. I knew exactly where their apartment complex right. is because I've been there before. At this point, you don't know if you're murdering them or, or if they're, they're murdering, murdering you. you. But either way, so I went to their somebody's going to be tasting flesh later that night. I went night. to their apartment. We've never spoken before. And I was like, well, I guess we're going to... They, they made dinner. We had a little dinner. I'm like, let's not talk too much because I want to save everything for the show. Diana, I make you dinner. Did you not eat chili earlier tonight? But Gabriel, we've Do you had not a, drink from the jungle juice of the infinity but bottle? But we've had a relationship for many, many years. Just, I'm feeling a little jaded. And I have I'm never met these guys. A little underappreciated. But no, I wanted to save like our our time. Like we were, we we're going to talk for the first time. I didn't want them to interview <laughs> me before the show started. So anyway, I told my Disney story, um, like my Disney origin story. Right. And. That took so long that it became one part of the episode, and then we filmed a sec- uh, uh, then we uh, recorded a second episode um, in that moment where I talked about every single Disney park because I was the only person they've ever met that's ever been to any every Disney park. Just just for people who don't necessarily understand, I mean, uh, it, it, when when you are creating a podcast as RJ and uh, who is Adam, it? Adam and RJ. As, as Adam and RJ are doing, or as uh, we do here at the Doll Crans, uh, you you do you you exert a certain amount of control over your guests, or in our case here, uh, over your co-hosts. co-hosts. And and it's it's really important uh, to create, of course, the the finished and polished product that you yourselves enjoy at home. And so, I I have to say uh, uh, that you're the only person that is completely off the reins, Diana. There is no other co-host, no other guest for which. There's just no reining in, there's no curtailing, there's no boundary, and thus, I'm not surprised at all that your one-episode stint became two episodes, sure to become a mini-series a la <laughs> Startup, uh, because that's exactly the way things have worked here at the Dolcrans for the past year and a half now, You know, it's which funny. is, you come in, you talk for three hours, <laughs> I get in five words, and we call it a show. <laughs> And no one's really mad about it. Nobody's mad about it at but all, you know what's darling. Funny? It's Nobody's like mad about the, it at the, all. These we personality love you. traits that you have mentioned um, are my asset and my greatest downfall. Agreed. <laughs> um, as we agreed. All know. Yes. So, you know what? I, I just I just try to embrace it at this point. You have anyway. To. You, I told you gotta you gotta live your best life, baby, and you're doing it. I and, told my Disney and story. listen. Do you keep getting invited back? Oh, we're going to do another one. Well, oh, yeah. But the, but I'm saying, well, it, do, you, do you get invited back to the Dolcrans? Of course. You absolutely do. I'm going to go back to the You're dysfunctional. You're a full-fledged member of the snack bracket. I uh, Thank you. And I'm so honored. And I will also be back on the D podcast. Exactly. And we'll let you know. So listen, it's worth I, I got you, invited to their wedding after party. I've only met them once. Baby. So we, hey, baby, wait, we're friends. Being you is working out for you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so... If you want to listen to my Disney origin story, which apparently, according to Adam and RJ, was the best Disney origin story they've ever heard. They were like, that. That's, it was like way deeper than just, um, you know, I rode Peter Pan's flight and I knew that I loved Disney. It's it, my, my story is much more, as much 
deeper emotional ties as to why I love the company and Disney so much. So you can give it a listen. Um, check out at the D podcast. We don't need we don't need to go there. Uh, Diana, we're going to we're going to put the link to to the dysfunctional podcast in yes. the show, show notes. notes. And so if check you want to go if you want to go to the dysfunctional podcast, it's in my show. You sure. can you can find it in the show notes. You can also find it uh, if you search hashtag Dolcrans. You can find it on our own posts about this episode and more. Uh, so don't worry, Adam and RJ, we're going to send you all our listeners. We want you to have them. Please enjoy. Oh, oh we got to do the final snack bracket. That's going to do it for this for this D report. But yeah, and, and, and obviously we're going to get more D reports from Adam and RJ. But uh, and, and but, I'm, I'm probably going to their wedding after party in two weeks. It's fantastic. Because uh, it happens to be a friend is celebrating his 40th birthday in Disney World the second weekend of March. And it's Adam and RJ's wedding after party. And I'd really love to meet their friends Can't wait and family. So I think I'm going to I'm probably going to book my flight and go. And I'll give you the D report on how that's that, dope shit exactly. about that resort hopping exactly resort ho- resort bar hopping. Oh my god, wedding crashing at Disney. Does it get any fucking better well, than that? Well, it's the after party. Doesn't fucking. But it's matter. gonna be a resort hop wedding wedding Doesn't after party. Doesn't fucking matter. It's still basically like you're crashing a private personal party hosted by Walt Disney. Uh, <laughs> This this now being uh, the end of the D report, which means da, 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 we are at the final round of the cookie quadrant. That's right. The, this is the do we only have to eat the cookies again? Quadrant. You do not have to eat the cookies again. Okay. We will we will base them on merit and merit alone. Okay. And I have to say, I'm going to remind folks at home what we're eating from. But I have sure. to say, Diana, I'm actually I I didn't expect this to happen so early in the competition. But I am actually really stumped. This is very, very difficult for me. Okay. I feel very torn between our 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 final contestants here, the dark chocolate Oreo. Okay. With a dark chocolate filling and a regular chocolate cookie. Always made with real cocoa. Sandwich. Always made with real cocoa. And the carrot cake Oreo with the carrot cake cookie and the cream cheese filling and I've got to tell you my my conundrum here which is that uh, for me I'm I'm still bothered by the carrot cake not tasting carrot cakey enough I'm still bothered by the dark chocolate Oreo not having enough chocolate dark chocolate right. bitterness to it like dark chocolate like meatiness to it and so i feel like we those just things see the oreos were a little disappointing oh no they, and they there always needs are to be a winner and diana they always are okay. oreos are easily the most horrendous of snacks on the snack bracket just because they do more than anybody else and i got to give them credit for this they throw everything at the fucking wall Right. Look at what they've done here. They've come out with a carrot cake Oreo. It's not even close to Easter. I don't know why they're doing this. They came out with a love Oreo. That's for uh, Valentine's Day. This dark chocolate shit. I don't know how long they've had that in the works. This mega stuff Oreo. We could have done that years ago. Right. As soon as as soon as double stuff became the standard, you could have done a mega stuff. I but they just they they're constantly doing it. They're do, constantly does Nabisco, rotating. Does Nabisco own Lucky Charms or is that General Mills? I think that's either General Mills or Post. I don't think that's Nabisco at all. Wouldn't it be dope if they had a 
Lucky Charms. That's Oreo. an amazing crossover. <laughs> oh my god, you could that have. That would be the best Oreo. You could have different Oreos in each box. Like you could have, you could have an Oreo that is themed like the heart. You could have an Oreo that's the star, an Oreo that's the horseshoe, the clovers and blue moons, and, a box of golden and rainbows, and the red balloon. <laughs> and lay off me, lucky charms. Uh, so anyway, I, I I feel like it's a wash in terms of the false advertising lucky on both charm. of these. I think it's General Mills. I'm gonna look this up right now because I need to know. And so I'm 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 going on flavor and flavor alone. Okay. What are your thoughts on this? I mean, here's the thing. I did I in. I did not. It's because you Mills. didn't. I you, did not enjoy the dark chocolate right. so much that it's it's basically disqualified in my mind. I understand. So I'm gonna have to go with the carrot cake. Okay. It was okay, but that's what I'm gonna have to go with. So my final notes on this: the the dark chocolate Oreo. I really thought, and it's a very subtle thing. It's very subtle. There is a creaminess to the cream filling that is different than any other creaminess. It is a different kind of consistency. It's, it's, it's a little bit thicker, a little bit smoother. It's got a little bit of actual dark chocolate nature to it. Unfortunately, dark chocolate is just not a bold enough flavor to come through. And even though carrot cake doesn't taste like carrot cake, I think that the cream cheese filling works. I think that the cookie works. I think that they work together, and I, I kind of want to see where this bad boy goes. Okay. So I, too, am going with Carrot Cake. Okay. Carrot Cake for the win. Carrot Cake is our first number one seed coming out of the Oreo quadrant, facing up against I did a not myriad think that was gonna of happen. mystery players. I really had it for the dark chocolate. Diana, I, really I, 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 I could have looked at this. I could have looked at this any number of ways. The only surefire loser was the Love Oreo. But I could have looked at this any number of ways, and in almost none of them did Carrot Cake come out on top. But Carrot Cake, it's a bold choice. Boldness. I don't know who boldness. tasted that Love Oreo and said, we're going to make 100000 Boldness can take over. It can take over in Project Runway. It can take over in the Great British Bake Off. It can take over in the Snack Bracket. Snack Bracket. Carrot cake for the win. Carrot cake for the win. Uh, the love, yeah. Whoever, uh, Diana, we, we don't usually. Uh, Who greenlit the love Oreo? We don't usually like to talk about firing people on on the air because we're pretty egalitarian here. We 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 want everybody to be gainfully employed, uh, to have a purpose in life. But damn. Um, usually, what we like to say is, if if you've worked yourself into a position of means of wealth. You could just go away. Just retire early. I imagine Love Oreo had to be tasted by several people before it got, as you said, green lit. Absolutely. And some of the grunts might have made a mistake, but whoever, whatever VP actually said, yes, this is the packaging, this is the flavor we want, this is the color we want, they need to take a short, a long walk off a short pier right. tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. You are done. That is way too much citrus, like orange extract. It's just like. It's, you needed a drop in the whole batch and you put in like two tablespoons. 
it 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 kind of it's makes so me bad. it kind of makes me wonder you know how um fiddleists are always really excited about uh you know stamps that have uh like imperfections in them like ooh this stamp was actually printed backwards yeah 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 uh so like you can't even tell how much it's worth and blah 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 and it's you know it's now a priceless thing i almost feel like is it even possible that maybe like we got a bad batch or something like or this no. this whole thing was somehow a bad batch and like I really, someday I, I it's really going to be see worth where they're going but it's not Do you I don't even see where they're it it feels to me like the most utter mistake of mistakes. They're like, you know, orange is like a wintry flavor and it's Valentine's Day and like tangy and sweet like I don't know like 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 a like like real love. I don't know. I'm just talking out of my ass now, I think. But I you know. didn't. It wasn't good. To your point, you didn't even need to change it. Just literally print hearts on it and just do regular Oreos. Or and people will still fucking cream. buy them. Right, yeah. For like your kid's Valentine's Day party. Listen. Because if you serve those at a kid's Valentine's Day party at a school, teachers are going to put those in the faculty lounge and be like, yay, Oreos, because no kids are going to eat them. Yay, Oreos. And then, like, the teachers would be like, ew, gross. What the hell is this? This is such a waste of my teacher calories for the day. It's fucking disgusting. I'll gross. tell you. I'll tell you what this is akin to. This is akin to last year's trend, last year's candy trend, which I already see out of stores because clearly they realized it, it was not going to work, was the hot candy. Hot Skittles, oh. spicy Starbursts. These things like the, did not like work. Like the Warheads contingency. Yeah. They did not work at all. No. They, they bringing the sweet heat was no go. Uh, so that's gonna do it for us tonight. Great. And please, please stick around for uh, future snack bracket quadrants. As again, you will be called on for snack duty, and uh, being a member, you get you get double votes, double points on sure. your on your credit card account. So great. Uh, please do call in right in for that. And more, uh, Diana. Any any parting words? Uh, no. Kuai uh, Le. Happy Happy Lunar New Year. Even happy though, Lunar New even Year. Even though it finished four days ago, but you know, it's fine. Happy March Madness. Spring is coming. Thank God. Oh my God, the sun is coming back. Light Hopefully, is coming we back. have like maybe four more weeks, but it's coming. <laughs> Light is coming back into our lives. Yay. Bernie has announced. It's all turning around, folks. The nightmare. The nightmare is almost over. We hope. It's almost over. We hope. Uh, say goodnight, Gracie. We're outie. Goodnight, Gracie. The Dull Grands is a free and independent podcast supported by listeners like you. To show us support and keep us free, stop by our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dullcrans and write into us at dullcrans at gmail.com. Along with our hosts for this episode, we'd like to thank Jesse Katz and Gwen Gallitzer for the theme music and Colin Matthews for the logo.